What's up, everybody? It's Lee, otherwise known as Intuition, and you're listening to Kind of Neat. Thank you guys for tuning in again. We appreciate it. Oh, I'm stepping on a water bottle. I'm making noise. You don't have to edit that out. Let the people know that we are human. We are, in fact, human, and we make mistakes like stepping on water bottles during the podcast, and that's okay. That is okay. Another beautiful day out here in sunny Los Angeles. Uh, Thankfully, we got the AC pumping a little earlier today, so it's not as uh, extremely sweaty hot as it was during our last podcast. But first and foremost, let's do the whole social media thing. You can follow us on Twitter at That's Kind of Neat, or you can look at our YouTube videos, youtube.com slash That's Kind of Neat. You can follow me on Twitter at It's Intuition, and you can follow my man behind the boards making it buttery, Mr. Ben Shim at I Am Database. We got the same Instagrams. We out there just slanging filters in the trap. And uh, yeah, so fuck with us. And then remember, you can see everything on kindaneat.net. Today, we have a guy that um, I've talked a lot about uh, randomly on the podcast named Caleb Stone. But first and foremost, I've been starting to like take notes on my phone about stories that I want to tell uh, that are funny. And I-, I thought of one the other day that's pretty funny. People always ask me like, do you get nervous before shows? Are you nervous? Like, what's your pre-show ritual? Like, how do you get stage ready, et cetera, et cetera. And the truth of the matter is I've been doing it for a long time and I don't really get that nervous to go on stage anymore. At least in my head, I don't get nervous. I don't really get butterflies or anything like that. But my stomach, for some reason, and particularly my colon, they get nervous apparently. And so pretty much If I eat within like, I don't know, any time, four hours between a show, I will end up needing to take a shit before I go on stage. Like right before I go on stage, it's like my stomach goes, oh, hey, guess what? You ate a little while ago and now we got to handle this or you can't go on stage. So my pre-show ritual generally involves finding a bathroom and taking a dump. That might be a little too much information for you guys, but that kind of um, brings me into my story that is pretty funny, I think. One time, it it must have been... I'm, I'm guessing like uh, 2009, maybe. It was one of my first times that I was ever going to do the song Al Bundy on stage. The homie Cadillac Ron that we had on this show one time, he used to throw shows at this spot in Venice that I can't remember the name of right now. It was a little bar on Lincoln, and uh, through him, No Can Do was able to like hook up this show, and he had this concept to do like a sound clash. So it was kind of like what Jamaican MCs do, where they get you know a couple different MCs to like play their best songs and. And the whole concept is like to keep the crowd going the whole time, but also to make it like a little competitive edge, whatever, whatever. So for the first one, he wanted to do me versus Kale. And I was like, okay, cool. So um, Kale and I are performing, whatever, whatever. And before I had to perform, you know, all of a sudden that bug hit my stomach and I had to take a dump, right? But it's like this little tiny, it's this little tiny bar in, in the bathrooms. There's one men's bathroom and one women's bathroom. And I had to be on stage in about 10 minutes. So I was like, all right, I got to handle this. But for some reason, usually the line for the girls' bathroom is very long and the line for a boys' bathroom is like very short because most men are just, you know, it's stand up, one and done, let's get out of here. And But for some reason this night, the men's room had a very long line and there was no line for the girls bathroom now in hindsight this might be because there weren't that many chicks at the show things have since changed and ladies you're welcome to come to my show it's a very female friendly environment but uh, at the time i guess maybe girls didn't like me no i'm just kidding but uh anyhow i see there's no line for the girls bathroom so i'm like all right fuck it i can't wait in this guy's bathroom line I'm going to take a shit in the girl's bathroom. I'm just going to handle it. And so I go in there, I sit down and uh, I lock the door. You know, I think that I lock the door and that's foreshadowing what happens. 
I'm sitting there pushing it out, trying to go fast because I had to be on stage in a few minutes. And uh, uh, I go to start wiping and handling biz. And all of a sudden, mid-wipe, the fucking door opens. And it's this like kind of chunky chick. And she looks at me and I look at her and I go, oh, and she goes, ah, and screams. And I am fucking the most embarrassed that I've probably ever been. Ah, that may or may not be true, but I was pretty fucking embarrassed. And, you know, so at this point I realize, oh shit, the fucking lock is broken to the door. So it's a really small bathroom and I'm like leaning forward, holding onto the door handle to keep the door shut while wiping my ass with my other hand so that it doesn't happen again. Just very embarrassing for a girl to walk in on you wiping your ass. Like I'm sure that she just saw everything because you're when you're wiping your ass, you're in an awkward position. There's a lot of things showing to someone looking at the at you from the front that you might not want them to see, perhaps. And uh, it's funny too. Like everybody has their different techniques of wiping. Like I know dudes that stand up with their pants down. They stand up and bend over to wipe their ass. I'm like, who taught you to wipe your ass? You sit there and you lift one leg. You don't need to stand up and bend over. That's like pulling your pants down to take a piss at a urinal. Like you don't need to pull your pants to your ankles. You just open the fly. Anyways, that happens. And then, you know, it was kind of a scene as well because all the dudes that were standing in line noticed, uh, you know, and, and are laughing by the time I leave like, oh, damn it. I'm like, yeah, fuck, that sucked, didn't it? But the girl was smart enough to like go hide in the crowd and um, not wait by the door and have to experience us having an awkward moment again. So I get on stage, I start performing, and I go, hey, uh, uh, first and foremost, I just want to shout out the girl that walked in on me while I was taking a shit. And everybody starts cracking up. I'm like, yeah, that really happened. And her friends, you know, straight put her on blast. Because I didn't really get a good look at her. But her friends just put her on blast. Like, oh, here she is standing right here. And she's like covering her face. And even from the, from the crowd, I could see that she's blushing and shit. So, yeah, that's my most embarrassing pre-show story of getting walked in while I was taking a dump. Uh, walking in, actually, while I was wiping my butt. Uh, <laughs> it was terrible. Um, so, anyways, like I said, my man Caleb Stone is in the house today. Very talented producer, very talented just musician in general, an interesting guy. Caleb is a guy that I see around, you know, at all the shows. He's there hanging out, always has a smile on his face, always good to talk to and has funny jokes and stuff. He's just an entertaining guy, very um, noticeable and recognizable laugh, and, and you can often catch him laughing. So he's just... A cool guy to be around, positive energy, you know? Uh, he started off as a drummer and then uh, transitioned his way into being a bassist just out of necessity. Uh, was in a band called Prof Calc, which was how I found out about him, and that's his Twitter handle is at Prof Calc, uh, their Professor Calculus. And so, yeah, now he's producing beats, um, and he's worked with some interesting characters. He's a little part of the Internet Project. He's worked with Alex Spit. He's worked with Bago. He works with a lot of people, and he's gotten brought up a lot of times on this podcast, so I just figure it's time to introduce you guys to Caleb Stone. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Caleb. What have you been up to, Ed? I've just been making a lot of beats and riding my bike a lot. It's been really nice out here. I so hate you're driving. Like, you're like the uh, bizarro verbs. Rather than making raps and being black and riding a bike, you're white and you make beats and ride a bike. Yeah, I feel like I'm a little more organized. Are you? I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, I don't know. Verbs is like the all-night party bike, bro. I like to ride during the day for recreation. You uh, know, I feel like sometimes in, you know, the, the bike party thing is you get stranded in random Is that places. how you keep your physicality and your girlish figure? Oh, yeah. What kind of bike do you ride? 
I used to ride a really cool portable bike that was novel and unique, and now I just have a generic like, like one black that folds fixie. up into like a briefcase. I did have I had the fold up briefcase. It was a gift from my grandma. Wow, that's yeah. interesting. I feel like that's some very Swedish shit. Yeah, like I feel like Swedes would ride around on those bikes. It was called the Bike Friday, and it was made in Portland. Nice. I recommend them to anyone who has the means. Yeah. So now you ride a fixed gear. Yeah. How are you at that? Do you like it? Uh, yeah, I think I'm pretty good at it. Brakes or no brakes? Brakes for sure. <laughs> I, I had a knee surgery when I was 19, so uh, I'm not really in the zone to be like smashing my knees on. Yeah, yeah. Why? What happened to your knee? Um, I tore my MCL. Doing what? Fucking dancing by myself You're at lying. the crib. I wish I wasn't. I wish I had a better story. But I was like cooking some eggs and just like fucking. I was listening to like some Jamiroquai and I tried to do a rock kick You're for some reason. Lying, dude. I don't know, dude. This sounds like too stupid to to have happened, but like I, just, I have a giant ass scar on my left knee. I know. I believe that from, you got surgery, but I I can feel like the Jamiroquai thing. That has to be something that you make up a new artist every time. No, no. Say. I'm pretty sure the song was Virtual Insanity. Like. I like it's a it's a memorable moment like the day my knee exploded like, Holy shit. when I wasn't doing shit that you were by yourself yeah I was by myself and I called the homies like yo dude I need a lift to the hospital and they thought I was fucking with them and didn't show up for like two hours I mean if you called me and you're like dude I need a ride to the hospital because I just blew my knee out listening to Jamiroquai I'd be like damn Caleb is hilarious they thought I just wanted some weed they're no. like he just wants us to come over there and smoke did you have health insurance uh, yeah, but I fucked it up. I went to like a free clinic initially yeah. and then they x-rayed my shit and were like, you're fine. It'll be good. And so uh, I waited three weeks for it to heal, which it didn't. Yeah. And then went and got the MRI. And then by the time I scheduled surgery, the whole ordeal had like doubled in length by the time, you know, it was, so it was oh, like man. five months instead of six weeks. You're like limping around the whole time and shit. I was crutching around, Ooh. going to SMC, taking the bus there Ooh. with the crutches. That sucks. Dude. Yeah. It did not have a positive life outlook. It's funny that we brought up verbs like very early on within five Five seconds of the podcast because that's how I met you. Yeah, Burst. he's one of the first people like I met when I moved to LA, like and, way like, back when. The scene, or, it wasn't even the scene. I didn't even know he rapped. He 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 was. Uh, I don't know if I'm putting him on blast right now, but he worked at American Apparel with my friend. Oh no, we've talked. Okay, we, yeah, we yeah, talked yeah, on yeah. this it, podcast. It's, it's about open. Him yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked. Uh, actually, he there. mentioned that same thing that he met you while he was working at American Apparel. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, because I had him on here, and uh, yeah, I used to get free shirts off of Herbs when he was uh, American Apparel, and that was tight. That was a very sus American Apparel. They would get drunk. It was the one in Santa Monica, right? Yeah, they would like return clothes that were never sold and take money out the cash register and then buy like 30 packs and put them in the back, and like you'd go in there and the whole place would smell like Mexico. <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, you know, I'd be like, dude, who's running this place? Where's the manager? Like, I mean, I'm not mad. Like, thanks for the shirts, but... That sounds like awesome American Apparel. Yeah, no, no, it was yeah. cool. I was, it was cool. But. Yeah, what were you doing at the time? Um, I was just going to school and being mad at life because my knee was fucked up. Mm, oh, so you hurt yourself right when you moved? Yeah, to LA. like I moved to LA and then I think within six months I got the knee injury. You were like super excited about being in LA. Yeah, I was too some, stoked, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some rock star kicks. Yeah, dude. So you were going to school at SMCC. Uh, yeah. Where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Northern California. Like, what part? Like uh, North Bay Area, kind of like Napa, Sonoma. Ooh, Santa Rosa, very fancy, like kind of wine country. Yeah, a little bit. Nice. What do your folks do? My pops used to work for C and H. What's that? It's like the sugar, you know. Oh, okay, okay. With the the white box with the it, pink. It, label. With the pink, I use yeah. that for my coffee every morning. Yeah, yeah. So and then uh, and then he sort of got out of that and has been. He did some stuff with wine for a little while, and now he's out of that. And I don't know. He's developing some weird modernized trailer thing i don't know it's hard for me to understand and i don't think the idea has legs so he's Sorry, just like Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
don't listen to this dad so what you have your dad's just like an entrepreneurial spirit yeah basically so he's like he's lived a few lives already and just caked up and he's like has a new idea that he wants to pursue pretty much um more or less he's always coming up with something new like about every decade like that's tight yeah. I mean, that's cool. That kind of runs with you, maybe. Yeah, like, he inspires me to, to, to just sort of figure it out. As when I, I met you, you were doing one thing, and now you do something pretty fucking different, to be honest. True. Like, but I'm circling back toward doing more band stuff. Really? I have a new band. Well, what's your new band? A uh, new band is called Pipe, and it's with uh, my buddy Joe and uh, my friend Phil, who you probably don't know both of them, just I realized that. But uh, Shout out to Joe and Phil, Yeah, shout out to Joe and Phil. And, uh like a simple kind of like fast punk band I nice think, yeah. what are you doing i'm playing drums playing drums we say a new band because when i met you you were in a band called prof calc yeah professor calculus yeah right and it was kind of like prog math rock or something yeah like the what? idea was to try to do like like use the the devices of like math rock and prog rock bands but not actually play in all the crazy fucked up time signatures so it's still more like more fun to listen to you know casually yeah and like uh, nobody got to, it. Uh, no one got it. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Yeah, no, no, no. Like, real heads got it, but... Yeah, yeah. Like, you know I, I saw saying. you guys play maybe three or four times, and I was like, damn, fucking, they rip. And yeah. uh, it, it sounded good. Even on the shitty PAs that I would always see you guys on, it was still, like, fun to listen yeah, to. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I thought we were tight, but be, I felt like at the, at the time, music in L.A. was so, like, folk and, like, indie-oriented. Like, yeah. everyone looked like they came off of, like, a, the set of, like, a Wild West movie or something. It was so yeah, bogus. Yeah, yeah, And they yeah. would not fuck with us because we were aggressive yeah like we were like one of the only like aggressive sort of bands like in the scene around like echoed park downtown everybody like, was like very little house on the prairie or something it was so what weak. happened to all those people where are they now they're still around and they're embarrassed they're hiding at their houses knitting more huh. s- you know scarves growing or organic yeah. tomatoes and stuff yeah that's crazy Drinking kombucha what was the first band you were in uh ever first band i was in ever was a band had a very terrible name it's called a uh, three-man riot and it was like a punk band i was in in like eighth grade that's a cool name man yeah it is okay I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. All, right, all right cool I mean, three for, man riot, we're in eighth grade for eighth graders the bell broke. Yeah, yeah exactly for eighth graders that's fucking forward thinking i'm down you yeah, know all right that's cool so that was up in sonoma or, what? Uh, or like up and up, up yeah there? yeah it was it was in sonoma were they just kids you grew up with yeah it was like kids who i didn't even really know that well but they knew i could play drums and they like asked me to join their band because their drummer sucked were you guys all band nerds together or what you know it was just i told some people that i played drums because i started playing when i was really little yeah and like you know in eighth grade there's not that many kids who can like play you know punk music that's like faster and stuff yeah yeah and that's one of the i feel like when you play an instrument really well when you're in junior high it's one of those things that's like a blessing and a curse because it's like man if you could just get a girl to watch you play drums you would get so much makeout sessions in eighth grade but finding a place to where they could actually watch you play drums is very difficult you know what i'm saying True. true yeah 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 no the girls would like watch us rehearse in the band room it was like very like old school. I feel like that doesn't really happen anymore. Yeah, when like adult like, bands rehearse, there's never like six chicks in the practice room. Like all just like yeah, yeah, yeah. God, this is hot. They had your, <laughs> you had your like band aids with you. Yeah, yeah. That's tight. How did you start playing drums? Um, you know, I was super uh, about like the Beatles when I was a really little kid. Like when I was five, mm-hmm. I watched Help. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you've seen that movie, but like it depicts the Beatles like going all over the world, like. Uh, you know, living in these like crazy lavish environments and just like being epic and like 
doing tight shit and yeah. just like giving no fucks basically <laughs> and, you know just uh, you know being goofy as hell but also bawling on like a crazy level that's unheard of <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know and i thought that was so sweet and like ringo was like the the comedic relief for the movie and yeah. i just felt as though uh, i wanted to do what he did you had a spiritual he, connection with Ringo. yeah i was like yo dude ringo seems to be winning pretty intensely i'm gonna follow suit yeah how come how come ringo is always the butt of every beatles joke you know what i'm saying like, um because he doesn't care yeah he's chilling no fucks to be given definitely that's tight he does the funniest music currently too have you heard the last ringo song no. he's like singing now and he's yeah. just like i remember the beatles or like something like literally like that was like the gist of the song that wasn't how it goes but like seriously it was like i remember liverpool Holy <laughs> yeah shit. dude he's reaching right now but that's, it's that cool dude, still yeah yeah, yeah. so like well, infinite you, respect how old were you when you do you remember how old you were when you saw help i, I was like five dude and, and then and, i remember like i by eight i'd like started the playing the drums i had the kit and yeah. i'd like i had like all the beatles tapes before that and everything yeah. i was like super down yeah. like so you're a five-year-old and you say hey dad ringo is like really tight and i want to get a drum kit Kind of. It started, I think, being like, all right, like, I'm going to get really into the Beatles. I'm going to get all these tapes. And then I really thought about, like, which Beatle I wanted to emulate. Like, yeah. You know, and then yeah. sort of picked, yeah. That's funny. Just randomly, this is a side note, but I was listening to uh, Cheech and Chong interview the other day. And, like, dude, George Harrison played, like, a bunch of music on Up and Smoke and shit. That's tight. Because Lou Adler used to produce their records. And, like, fucking all these famous people would be on the the like universal lot or wherever they were and it's like oh wait we need a guitarist real quick oh lou adler would just be like hey george harrison come on over and play guitar real quick and be like oh this is a great riff like dude, that's awesome crazy right george was very down yeah yeah super I, I don't know i just thought that was like some crazy small world shit so you start playing drums at eight and like were you prodigious at it not really you know i was actually pretty shitty I, yeah, I, mean, yeah. I believe that yeah like I, I there's a video like a vhs in my parents crib of me playing when i'm eight and like i'm playing along to uh S- sublime uh <laughs> wrong awesome. way hell yeah you know and that song starts with like the little intro or whatever yeah. like and he's and then the drums come in like and like when the drums come in i just am like super confident and they just come in way too fast and like ruin the song and i just jam hard for like two minutes completely off beat and like that's the whole tape it was like cool i've been rocking since day one yeah that's funny as fuck man that's tight talking to you out and about like you're very fucking energetic like uh, were you like an add kid or what uh they did diagnose me with that yeah but honestly I purposely failed the test. You think so? Yeah. No, no. I know know so so. because I was at school and there was an an insane demand for Adderall. Everybody wants How old were you when you got the ADD test? Uh, 15. Oh, so you were like already had the hustler's mentality. Well, yeah. And and like I I tried it already. I knew what to expect. And I was like, I want that. (laughs) And like a lot of people, a lot of people wanted it. Like, you know, it was like it was like a good look for me to be one of the prescribed ones. Yeah. You know, so I'm not sure if, you know, people already said like, oh, you definitely have it. Even before I took the test. Right, right. It was sort of. I mean, ingrained. you gotta wear it on your sleeve. But I, I would also. Yeah. Can we can we just mention? Yeah. The guy who invented ADD. Yeah. On his deathbed, confessed that he made it up. What? That came out like that's like you can fact check this. No shit. Yeah, like it's bogus. Huh. I didn't know that. Yeah, dude. Spread That's crazy. the word, bro. That sounds like Scientology shit. Like, oh, yeah, I made up this religion just to see if I can make up a Psychiatry religion. is fucked up, man. Yeah, I believe it. People so, diagnosing mental diseases that have no, like, scientific tests to prove they exist. They're just conditions that have been created by doctors for, you know, with various motives. Mm-hmm. Uh, Illuminati, bro. Sus. Sus. <laughs> 
But anyway, so you're 15 and people are like, hey, you have a little too much energy. We need to test you for ADD. Yeah, it was sort of more like you suck at school and your grades are but Like we need to come up with like a solution for were why you, you're your so Your grades bad. were always really bad? Yeah. Ever since a kid or what? Well, because it was, yeah, pretty much. Because like, like talking to you. You're doing you're, homework. But you're like a smart dude and you're fucking inclined and talented. So it's like that surprises. I mean, I could believe yeah. that you just um, hate doing homework, but yeah, you're really, a smart kid. It was it definitely motivation issues for sure. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I just, like, I would put shit off, like, so intensely, like, I would put off, like, even in, like, elementary school, like, there would be, like, one report, you know, the only thing I had to do, yeah. and I would, uh, like, put it off for, like, two weeks, and, like, after the due date, and the teacher would be like, Caleb, like, I can't, like, let you go on in, like, the, the seventh grade, like, <laughs> until you, like, put in this one assignment, like, and you have to turn it in before, like, winter break starts. You know, or else, I, you know, you can't even go on with school. And I would be, like, awake at, like, 6 a.m. on the last day, like, Friday before winter break, like, furiously doing it, like, just then. That's funny. Like, That's funny. yeah, I don't know what was wrong with me, man. <laughs> that surprises me that they didn't, like, test you earlier and that, like, they basically... No, I'm so glad they didn't so they could give me speed earlier. That's the only solution No, I know, but had, that, yeah. and that's what I'm saying is, like... By the time they tested you, it just was already you were ready to just hustle. You know what I'm saying? Like that's hilarious to me. Yeah. So I definitely took it a lot. It so wasn't you, like I was just hustling. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you failed the test, you get the Adderall. Yeah, I get the Adderall and the doc How does life change? I mean, dude, the doc like they start you and the and I had phone meetings with my doctor. How weak is that? How can you really ascertain how I'm doing over the phone? Yeah. And like seriously, every meeting, like he'd be like, So how's your five milligram dose going? And I'd be like, <laughs> Can we open the tent? I'd be like, yeah, I, I, I can use another five. And he'd be like, <laughs> sounds good. Okay, good talk, Caleb. Good meeting. I'll be in touch in six weeks, and we'll, we'll reevaluate. And you know, and then it would just keep going like that, and I went from five to 40 milligrams. 40? Holy shit. Yeah, no, I was up there. But a lot of times, yeah, I mean, most of the time, honestly, I would take it. But, but I mean, like, like, with the ADD shit, I mean, if you, quote, unquote, have this disease that you're saying may or may not have been made up, the Adderall is supposed to work counterintuitively and, and calm you down if you're hyperactive, right? Did it zonk you out or what? No, dude. It, like, made it so I would pay no attention in class, and I would just make, like, insanely intricate pencil drawings. Mm. Like, I would start one in the morning and, like, make, like, the you know, throughout the periods, like, it would evolve, and then by the end of the day it would be like this like crazy intense like drugged out masterwork like yeah yeah and there would be no learning so done it's like throughout you, the entire you day. weren't paying attention to class but you're paying super intent attention and, like, to teachers, your art teachers would like spaz on me and like be like caleb like you're not paying attention i'd be like i have attention deficit hyperactive <laughs> disorder and i draw to calm myself down wow. like is this an issue and what would like, they say and they would they would back off they don't want to get into like when kids start dropping the diseases and stuff yeah, and like yeah. the special abilities they're just like all right, all right fuck it man i tried do you have any yeah. of those drugs left uh, I stopped taking that shit when I was 19. Dude. No, but do you have any of the drawings? Oh, the drawings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, somewhere I do. They suck, dude. They were like weird, crazy, like tripped out things. And then they were like with like an emo lyric from like a song in the Hell middle yeah. or something like that with like a like a little picture. I'm not a very good You good should artist. make a fucking Tumblr out of those things, man. Ooh, can, no, I don't, want the, I don't want those to surface. <laughs> those are not cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's crazy. So... I mean, like, did you feel like twacked out while you were on it or what? Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, like, it was it was cool. Yeah. Like, I was into it at yeah. the time, you know? How'd you get yourself to quit? You just were like, fuck this? Yeah, I was just like, I mean, you have to be real with yourself when you're on, like, when, I don't know, I think a lot of people really aren't these days. Like, when you're on something, like, you're 
on it like you're different you know i would just notice there were too many like you know i was too much of a different person when i was on it yeah you know like i would have like disingenuous conversations with people where like i would be all stoked on it but like in reality it wasn't something that i actually like it was just like i'm like on speed so i'm stoked to talk about anything right right <laughs> you're like oh you like art i like art bro books. yeah yeah like, tell me what you're reading you know and, and really i could see it when i gave it to my friends you know and i would see them like spaz out and like talk to a teacher like for like two hours and you're like dude you're not that interested in talking to that teacher wow like, you're fucked up right yeah, and yeah. He, how does he have no idea like i don't know the, the whole thing right. just started to be like too much yeah when did you start experimenting with other drugs like weed and shit uh way before that yeah or not like way before that. i don't know I, I think i smoked weed for the first time when i was like 14 yeah it's like summer before summer after eighth grade that's about right yeah, yeah. i feel like it was like pretty mil, mil pretty pretty, road, pretty yeah. average yeah so like uh i mean northern california that's that area is probably pretty weed friendly in and of itself yeah, yeah definitely the bro from the band put me onto the weed like pretty quickly yeah. nice nice he was like oh you want to be ringo try this man. yeah <laughs> not even not even he was like very like diplomatic about yeah it, like. without putting your parents on blast like are they maybe like some former hippies kind of or no uh i'd say they're like half hippies though. yeah yeah they're like conceptually hippie at some point about some things, but then have some very like they weren't tripping about using weed or what. Uh, no, of- there was definitely like in the. I mean, I have a younger brother and sister too, and no parents want like the right. older kid to be just like puffing all the time. And I sort of made that my mandate. But yeah. I left the crib like pretty young. Like when I was fourteen, I went to boarding school for two years. Really? And, yeah, and then. Uh, I got expelled from boarding school and came home for like one year and that was very tumultuous and then I moved to LA right after that. So I really haven't lived at home since I was 14. No shit. What was boarding school like? Where'd you go to boarding school? Uh, I went to boarding school in Santa Barbara. Oh shit. Tight. I used to live in Santa Barbara. Yeah. It was awesome. I think we've talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. That's dope. Well, where's the boarding school in Santa Barbara at? Um... It was in Carpinteria. Oh, Las Carpas, uh, dude. A, like that, yeah. a lot of my fucking best friends are from Carpinteria. Yeah, it's a good. That's a good yeah, area. No, no, beautiful I had, place. I had, I had a blast. I mean, you know, I was really basically just like in this one like tiny little area the whole time. You know, yeah, I wasn't yeah. really like out in SB. But I mean, could it you? Was, like, it was rad. I mean, dude, Carpinteria State Beaches are some of the like nicest beaches yeah. in the state. Did you get to go to the beach a lot or what? Yeah, I mean, you could go on Wednesdays and Saturdays. Oh, that was and it. Sundays, yeah. Wow, how far were you from the beach? Um, you were like up on this like like hill, basically, uh-huh. just like sort of hidden away. And there was like buses that could take you in, you know. Yeah, there were like some kids who went there but lived in in the area. Yeah, and they had whips, but like you had to be like tight with them uh-huh. you know, to get them to drive you off. You know? Yeah, well, because I hear like, man, being a fourteen year old by myself in Carpinteria, that sounds like it'd be fucking awesome. But then, yeah, no, it's cool. You, you got to realize then... the teachers are out. Like anytime that you're free to roam, the teachers are out, like fucking oh, yeah. watching you, yeah, like yeah. fucking secret. I was, bastards. but that's what I was. Gonna say is like being at boarding school that kind of sounds like even the phrase boarding school makes me think of like this uh seedy underbelly of like of like scariness or something like nuns that walk around slapping you with rulers or something yeah. or like having to wear a suit all the time and shit um not in santa barbara as much yeah like i don't know there was no dress code it was co-ed no dress code yeah no dress code co-ed wow. uh non-denominational it was a progressive school you lived in a dorm well i yeah i lived in a dorm and were there chicks in the dorm not in my dorm but there were chicks dorms that were could around. you sneak around to the chicks dorms you could i mean it was highly frowned upon you know but, but did it take place yes it did that's tight dude yeah no i mean no, it was cool basically how i I say I would describe it as it's like Hogwarts with no magic. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's tight. So how did you end up at boarding school? Uh, I just wanted to like not live with my parents. So you just told them, like, did you do the internet research? Like, I found this place and I want to go. Not even. I was just like, yo, I want to go to boarding school. Because my, my dad went to boarding school also. Oh. And, and so it was a good experience for him? Um, He got expelled also. No shit. <laughs> That's tight. You take yeah. a lot after your dad, apparently. In some ways, but we're very different people. Yeah, yeah, ways, yeah, yeah. So, like, was it a surprise to them? Oh, I want to go to boarding school. They're like, what the no, fuck? No, I don't think so. I think, I don't know. Huh. I was always kind of antsy. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, you're still kind of antsy. Yeah, true. Yeah, but it's good. It's like a good, positive yeah. energy. I stopped drinking coffee. Really? Yeah. Huh. I felt like it just got to nip it in the butt. It's unnecessary for me. Yeah. Yeah, I believe that. I would. Well, I mean, I, like I said, my theory is that coffee would probably calm you down. Yeah, I don't know. I think it just makes me sweaty. So, yeah. <laughs> that's funny that you say because I'm sweating right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the big-ass coffee. Yeah, with the big-ass yeah, yeah. PM coffee. <laughs> Shit. Um, so how did you get expelled from boarding school? Um, I got a, a strike my freshman year because someone snitched on me. Doing what? Uh, for drinking cough syrup. <laughs> Damn. Uh, yeah, I mean, it wasn't like... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, that happened. Yeah. It sucked. Yeah, and then yeah. uh, my junior year... Where'd you find some codeine at? Where'd you find, where'd you find cough syrup at? Or not, um, not, not codeine, but uh, promethazine. Um, it, we didn't even... It wasn't even promethazine. It was like this, like these like cough pills. Uh, and you were just like, mixing them with 7-Up or something? No, no, no. It wasn't even like we made lean or nothing like yeah. that. It was like, like we, they, this dude, there's these pills that have like hallucinogenic properties or I don't know what the fuck is up with them they have like DXM in them or something and you take like a buttload of them like they're just these random like one kind of one off like over the counter pill has this one thing in it like and we found it on this like drug website yeah yeah you can do this and we're all like we're all down like these are the only drugs we can get (laughs) because we're freshmen and we don't know anyone yeah and, and yeah. somebody snitched on you guys? Well, no, it was like the dean of students like confronted my friend. Like, cause we were, it was like six bros who all got kind of fucked up like one Friday night. And like, I think there were some people who had been like, that group of people is doing <laughs> something funny. Like, they're acting weird. And, uh, I, apparently the dean like confronted this one dude who he thought would be like the most easy to break. Oh, and you broke him. And he just like, like, like fucking rolled into the bathroom after him and was like, stop, son. Wow. I know what you did. Damn. I need you to drop all the names wow. and drop the bullshit and tell me what happened. And apparently he just rolled up to me like moments after that and was like, dude, you're fucked. And I was like, <laughs> oh, we, Damn. no so, snitching. So yeah. that was strike one? Yeah, that was strike one. And then my junior year, I just like, my friend and I got some vodka at some point and we just, we, we like drank it in, like in our rooms during the time we were supposed to be studying. Yeah. And then like my student advisor like randomly came to talk to me at 11 PM, which like never happens. Whoa. It was a fluke. Yeah. It was a bizarre twist of fate. Yeah. And you know, and he was like, Oh, I hear you're getting eyeglasses, buddy. Uh, why does it smell like liquor in here? And he's like, you know, I just wanted to talk to you about that. Everything cool. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you know, just like, and he, and like it was like basically he asked me like the one question and then his second question was like wait pause what are you on fool and i was like nothing like, you know and it just like didn't really my defense didn't pan out yeah yeah damn so that was strike two and so what was strike three to get you out no no of no you only get two strikes oh you only get two yeah yeah you only get two strikes that doesn't and, seem yeah. fair yeah right dude have you guys heard of baseball jesus christ <laughs> So, uh, were you like going home during the summers from boarding school or were you staying there? Yeah, yeah, no, you go home. And how was it like when you're gone from... Honestly, when I was gone, it sucked. I was like, I can't wait to get back to school. Right. So like when you would see your friends that you grew up with, are they like, yo, you've changed, man? Or were they like, oh, hey, good to see you. Dude, I mean, really like... I bounced around a lot as a kid. So like I was always at every, like every elementary school for like two years. And so mm. I didn't really have like, I I just knew like a couple of kids from eighth grade, but pretty much like when I go home, I'd be like, man, this is butt. Like, yeah. Yeah. Did you get to take a drum kit to boarding school? 
there was a drum kit I could play there, but it was such a nightmare to play. Why? Like I went there and I thought it was going to be like this, like you know, a place where I could jam and like they were like down with like my music interests yeah. and stuff. Yeah. But they were so sports oriented, and like when I would lobby, be like, hey, so. Instead of sports, since I'm like really committed to this music shit, can I go play the drums for that time? Yeah. They were just like, no. Really? Like, yeah. So did no. you have to play sports? Yeah, I played. What did uh, you play? I played lacrosse. You look like you'd play yeah. lacrosse, bro. Yeah, I was goalie though. Oh, yeah? Yeah, which is uncharacteristic because I was like the skinniest goalie. And that seems kind of frightening because those balls fly fast. Yeah, but it's better than fucking running, bro. Yeah, I hate uh, Dude, I played soccer, but I was a goalkeeper because I'm like, okay, yeah. and I told him like, look, I'm a good-ass goalie, but I'm not running laps in practice, dude. Fuck that shit. Like, I don't have to run on the field. I'm not running laps in practice. That was, yeah, my, whole, that. That was my whole MO. Yeah, I'm not down with running. I ran cross-country for a season two, and that completely sucked. I hate running, dude. Yeah. I don't know. That was, that's just a side note of this podcast but i fucking yeah. hate running fuck running yeah dude. i try to run now to lose weight and respect I, your knees people God, I do not do it, do it. yeah yeah get on running <laughs> it sucks though because you lose weight so much faster running than you do on like an elliptical or on a bike what or about something. swimming i'm not that good at swimming you don't have to be good at it do the backstroke yeah true yeah. true it's a full body exercise yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm not sure though because i i never really go that ham like when i go swimming yeah, I, never, yeah. I never really i'm like oh man getting in the zone with these laps there's a lot of floating <laughs> i do i float yeah i believe it i yeah. believe it um so you get booted out your junior year you go home and like go back to high school or what um yeah pretty much i just went and like finished up my senior year yeah finished up and, and uh and then you were just out like i'm going yeah, to la yeah pretty much i did i didn't get in i only applied to one college and i didn't get in which and, one uh i tried to go to f- fuck me berkeley school of music oh yeah but fuck that place why i don't know i just uh, like everyone i know who went there like kind of is butt now like they're just like they have this weird like sense of like musical entitlement, entitlement yeah. where they're like i am the best ever even though i've never accomplished anything musically i've just yeah, studied yeah. it very yeah. intensely oh that ha- that yeah. happens with anywhere that you go <laughs> yeah absolutely you know i went to a photo school and a lot of the kids like the photo school that i went to has like a reputation of pumping out like very snobby assholes who like make the worst assistance which is like how you have to get into the games by assisting and, the, and yeah. they make the worst assistance because they're like i already know that and it's like yeah, they're like, no, you, you don't seriously ha- have me getting coffee? Yeah, it's yeah. like, no, fool, you have no fucking work experience. Yeah. You you just have some shitty piece of paper. Because, like, I went to music school for a little bit in L.A., and, like, I had to drop out of that, too, because I just, I don't know, I felt like it was just grooming you for no reason. It was like, I feel like the most important grooming is practical experience. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, because then it makes you, I don't know, confront the idea of whether you actually even want to do this shit. Right. As I get older, I think about, like, when I have kids. Like, I was forced to go to college. It wasn't yeah. an option. It was like, yo, you're going to fucking college. And now that I think about it, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to make my kids go to college because everything that I've learned that's actually helped me has just been on my own. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so, I don't know. But I mean, I think that's also because the stuff you care about the most is the stuff that you're going to pursue independently. Yourself. You know, that's what I always tell people. Like people will ask for advice, like, "Oh, how can I do this? How can I do that?" And I'm like, "Look, if you care enough about it, you're going to fucking teach yourself to do it. Because if you have a passion, you're going to want to learn about it. Period." Are you pretty self-taught with music, or did you take band? Um, I mean, I took drum lessons when I was a kid, yeah. but I haven't. T- I'm not a very academic. I don't take my studies seriously. I yeah. guess. I mean, I went to, here. I went to. I went to music school for drums for a year. Yeah. You know. So. But now, like, I but mean, I sucked. At at it and I was really high the whole time. How often do you play your drums <laughs> these days? Every I day? don't even own a drum set. Right oh, really? Now. But I try to play any drum set I can get on yeah. as soon as possible. When you used to jam as a little kid, would you just like put on headphones like the dude from Freaks and Geeks and just like jam out? Or what? That is a 100% accurate depiction 
of <laughs> what every kid who has drums does. Yeah. You put on like your headphones and you crank it up to like an ungodly volume and then you play Blink-182 songs Hell yeah. super badly. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And That's I mean, why everyone hates like kid drummers and people who like practice drums in a neighborhood. It's like the worst shit to listen yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Would you just jet, <laughs> would you just be shedding for like fucking hours or what? Yeah, because that was my move, dude. If you're like stoned and you have to come home and you don't want to confront the parents, I would just dip directly into the band and room. And then they think you're being productive and yeah, shit. Yeah, they know though because like the kind of music we were playing was like drone ambient, like yeah, you know, like yeah. intense, like Godspeed You Black Emperor yeah. shit or whatever, you know. How long did the eighth grade band Three Man Riot stay together? Um, you know, we ended up like doing recordings every summer for a couple summers, but it was always just like I would come in and like the guy would be like, this is the songs. Yeah. You know. Whatever. Yeah. But uh, Did you guys play out? Um, not really after like eighth grade and shit. But did you like ever play like a school dance or something like oh, that? Oh yeah, we did like the, all sorts of school events. We like tried to be as booked as possible. That's tight. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. We like rocked some cool shows like yeah. at an early age. Like, yeah. yeah. So when you got to LA, like what was the move? You just moved down here, didn't know anybody or what? Yeah, I, I basically, I moved down here with, uh, with like two friends and like one of them dipped after like a year. And, um, I basically just knew that, like one bro and, uh, the girl I was dating at the time we went to SC. When'd you get down here? Like 06, 07? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so where did you, you moved to Santa Monica? Yeah. Yeah. I was just like in Santa Monica. I went to SMC cause like that was the plan basically. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, I joined a death metal band cause I like felt I needed to like go there. Nice. What, uh, what death metal band? They're still out there rocking. They're called Mouth of the Serpent. <laughs> that's an awesome name dude i'm down yeah uh so you were just like were you playing double kicks in that or what yeah i basically sort of had to like learn how to do it like for the band like i auditioned for them and i was like i know i suck at double kick but i can get better and i want to do this like believe in me guys <laughs> yeah and uh they did i think and it was a mistake on their part like i never really got it together but i worked fucking hard on that shit yeah, how uh, how often would you guys practice? Um, a good amount, dude. I used to go on these epic missions where I would take like the bus, like three connecting buses from Santa Monica to like Reseda, where the band practiced. Wow, with my double bass pedals like on the bus and my cymbal bag, like wow, it was very. Bad. So they had yeah. a kid at the practice spot that you would use. Yeah, they had a kid at the practice. Oh spot. man, that's crazy. That sounds intense, Reseda. I, yeah, it was very brutal. I feel like even having a car, I wouldn't try to drive to Reseda to practice. Yeah, yeah you know what? I've been roped into many Deep Valley like band practice spaces, and the only advice I can give to anyone is don't do it. <laughs> Never go to the valley. So what happened with Mouth of the Serpent? Um, you know, I we played a bunch of like sweet shows, dude. We played the biggest show I think I've ever played, which Where? was in, uh, dude, funniest name for a concert ever. We played the Spring Breakdown Festival. That's tight. In, uh, in San Bernardino. Oh, shit. And, uh, was it at the Orange? The, the orange it was at that place uh, where they whatever. do the smoke out. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I yeah. think. I think. Yeah, that's the Orange Festival or whatever Something, they call it. I don't it. know. It's like a big like indoor like yeah, yeah. thing. I don't know. How yeah. many people were there? They were like, it was like 5,000 kids. No shit. Yeah. And Damn, we were so like an unknown, this... no-name band, but we got to play like the sweet show because we sold like a buttload of tickets. We did like the sus pay-to-play thing. Oh, and yeah. And got on like the sweet main stage. Yeah. That's tight. No, but we took... I were think, you guys good? I think, no, I don't think we were good at all. Like, I think we had like a really poor crowd reaction, yeah. and it was like one of those things where we were like, "Guys, we need to reevaluate this whole thing." Afterwards, like, we, or not, I mean, I don't think anyone really said that, but I was definitely thinking it. Like, dude, we need. To, were you like we embarrassed need, when you're leaving the stage? And, yeah, it wasn't that bad because, like, you know, when you're playing like the metal drums, everything's so fucking loud. You know, and, yeah. I don't know, like. That's the, you know what's the singer like like what kind of fucking um, you know it it's my homie Max oh okay okay yeah 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 that's crazy that's tight man yeah no they're killing it right now they got a new drummer and they're like they uh, did some lineup changes and they're like so they know, reevaluated their, their new shit is killing it I think they're booking like a, a Monday night metal show at Pear Space now oh called cool metal Mondays goddamn a fucking metal show tight. in that little tiny spot must be just so grating oh, dude it was no no it's a pretty cool metal venue like yeah. 
I don't know because it just it's brutal. Like I don't know the sound like always is kind of like tough in there, yeah. and so it's like it's like rough. And I don't know the last Metal Monday I went to, like there were these like four bros who rolled in and like were like freaking out like so hard for like every song for every band, like nonstop moshing. Yeah. And Max told me the next day that they. Uh, that they punched some old dude in the face and like broke his nose and they stole all the money from the show. That's fucked up. No, it's so metal. <laughs> that's that's very, so brutal. That's, that's the most metal thing you can do. You're like, yo, let's go to the show and mosh for three hours and then take all the money and get more drunk. Like, that's tight, dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It sounds like a Beavis and Butthead episode or something. That's crazy. Dude, this shit is real. Man. That sounds tight. Uh, so you quit Mouth of the Serpent and then what? Like, um, When do you meet the guys from Prof Calc? I met them at music school. Everyone was a drummer in Prof Calc. And then mm. two oh. of us were just like, we will play bass. Nice. <laughs> I don't know, it was very, like, so did you just teach way. yourself? You just picked up a bass and taught yourself how to play? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because I was going to say, when I met you, you were the bassist for Prof Cal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just spent a lot of time like fucking with it. And like, I kind of played it like a, like a, like playing like a shitty guitar player. Yeah, but does it kind of come naturally since you have to practice? Like, like is this part of the rhythm section, basically? Does it? Uh, some elements, I don't know. Like, I still, I kind of suck a lot at bass in many ways. Yeah. But, you know, I did, so I felt like I did some cool stuff with it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would you just practice till your fingers blistered up? Or I what? mean, not really that much. You know, I just sort of. Initially, I definitely practiced a bit, but not 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 that much. Yeah. I was just trying to like write songs because it's hard to like write a, like a piece of music with the drums. Like okay, like yeah, you know, like, yeah. like all right, there we go, that's it. Like you know, like, yeah. it's like uh, wait, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, kick snare, kick yeah, snare. Yeah, exactly. I, so, this is revolutionary. So basically, that's why I wanted to like play bass and do that. Yeah, but, yeah, that's I don't know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I had so hella fun doing. But how'd you meet those guys? Just at, yeah, oh, were, you met them at SMC. Honestly, I didn't really know them that well. Uh, before the band, mm-hmm. um, and, and when you met him, was it just like a smokeout session where you're like, "Dude, I have this." Not even, night. dude. Those guys don't even smoke weed. No shit. Yeah, neither of them. I honestly like, I just knew, like, I had class with them, and I knew they were both like really sick musicians. And I was like, "Well, that's probably a good idea if we have the illest musicians in the band." Right, right. You know? But how did you guys break into like the kind of like um, weird hipster scene that I met you in? Um, I mean. I went on a couple of those like bike rides. Like, do you remember Crank Mob? Yeah, I used to do Crank Mob. Right? Uh, yeah, so I would do Crank Mob, and I, like the first time I did it, I would be like, uh, for people who don't know, it's like this giant, like fucking, like five hundred person, like it's a bike giant party massacre ride. thing that like yeah. doesn't happen in the epic proportions that it used to. Yeah, that was like super cracking in like oh nine, oh eight, oh nine. Crank yeah. Mob was enormous. Yeah, it was un- it was like a beast. Like people would just be like, "What the fuck was that?" Like they yeah. would cause like immense amounts of traffic, and it was tight. Like shout out to yeah. Richie who does that shit. Like, dude, like I remember doing a crank mob ride down Hollywood Boulevard at one point or something, and like we did a, a circle of death on Hollywood Highland, which is like the busiest intersection in Los Angeles. For like, dude, I know that seven crank lights mob, or something like seven lights. People were getting so fucking pissed, and it's like 500 people riding in a circle around an intersection. It was ridiculous. Yeah, that crank mob. I remember like people were like mad at that one. They're like, bike riders were disrespectful. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and it was like, dude, no, that's the point, dude. It's yeah. we're, we're like, you know, fucking yeah. sticking it up to all you assholes who are honking bro. at us. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, time. for sure. But so I went on one of those big rides, and like there would be stops where people would just hang out in a parking lot for about 40 minutes. Yeah, and just fuck around, and there would be no cops that came. People would be getting drunk as hell and jousting. Yeah, jousting and going crazy next to like this one guy who had a speaker on his bike yeah and i always thought like dude this would be the perfect way for a band to get like actual fans because like when you play shows as like a band that's unknown it's almost impossible to make any like fucking progress with making fans when your show just it doesn't pop off that hard. right and it's like you 
even if you have a big friend base to start off with, eventually yeah. those friends are going to get sick of coming to your shows because it's like we've already yeah. seen this. We've seen it like a bunch of times, yeah. bro. Like just kill yourself. Yeah, you know? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I feel like everyone's first show is super epic because all their friends want to come out. And then when you try yeah. to throw another one, it's like, well, we just saw you last month. I don't want to come again. Yeah, you know? like, dude. That is a good idea. So that so so, so the yeah, idea I was I figured out who like like I don't know who uh ran like some of these rides yeah. and I just started hitting them up and uh I, I think yeah, Richie got back to me and we did like this crank mob show where the band had only been together for like a month or something like that. And it was at a, an Albertsons on Pico and Sepulveda or something, something yeah, like that. It was, it was, like, it was yeah. the West Side. It, it's, yeah. Isn't it by a Home Depot or something too? Uh, I I don't know. It's Anyways, on it's a West yeah, Side, yeah. like I think Sepulveda's involved with it. Yeah, and yeah. um fucking we set up like unplugged a coke machine and like plugged in all our gear and shit and like everyone was just sort of looking at us like who was at this like it was like right outside the main door to this albertson's like in between two cars and then all of a sudden like all the bikes come in and there were like a million people there like fucking they were like making fire cannons with these like lighter fluid cans or something i don't know they're all these like crazy like bros making they were in like giant pizza costumes. I don't know. This shit Whoa. was turned up. There's a YouTube yeah. video of it. Like, check out. It's called Crank Mob Crazy Shit. If what, you was it, YouTube uh, that. Was it one of the rides where they had that? Um, there was a couple of times I had this fucking trailer that was completely covered in graffiti, like a Winnebago that would like. It was like some post-apocalyptic Mad Max shit. Like it was like everybody on the Winnebago was wearing costumes and shit, and they had a fucking loudspeaker on the top, and like I, I, th- I feel like a whole sound system on the top of the Winnebago, and it was just like. All right, guys, we're going to fucking go down the street. Just follow the music and we'll meet you guys here. And the Winnebago would take off ahead of everybody and then you would meet in a parking lot and the Winnebago would like have been converted into like a whole stage almost. Do you remember that shit? Uh, I don't, but that sounds exactly appropriate. Yeah, it was tight, dude. So is that how you and Verbs met? Um, no, like, I'd been known verse for a while at that point, yeah. but this is just like when, I don't know, it was just tight to have like hella people like see a band that only had like two and a half songs. Yeah. And we fucking, we played like one of the songs twice cause they just wanted to keep going and yeah. like, that totally got me like amped and like got the momentum of the band going. Like everyone was like, okay, hey, this is tight. That's cool. Yeah. Like were people after that show asking like, oh, do you guys have like a website or something? Um... Not as much. I don't know. Like we just did a bunch of those shows, and people just sort of started to know about the band. Like yeah. after that, I don't know. It was yeah. cool. Like we had like, yeah, it started to pop off for a minute there. Yeah, but then it's like never quite. Like we can never get anyone to actually like give us press, like real press. Like hella people knew about us in like the scene. Like everyone would be like, oh yeah, dude, like Prof Calc, blah, blah blah. But then fucking like we could never get a blogger to like write us up because we right. didn't have like. How did we weren't you, folk. Were you kind of... <laughs> we weren't folk enough for the scene, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> were you kind of the the Voltron head of that band? Because like, you still have Prof Calc as your Twitter name. Right? Yeah, well, just because like, the band never really like broke up. We just sort of... Uh, we, the band never really broke up. We just sort of stopped playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. You guys still kick it or what? Uh, I honestly haven't seen those fools in a minute. Like, yeah. It, the, the, the Voltron will reassemble when the time is right. Right, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, so by the time that I met you, I was trying to hop on the YouTube train, and I was yeah. like, yeah, I need uh, someone who can play the acoustic guitar because I want to do a live version of this song called Don't Try that I had, and it was like in, tw- like in early 2010. And Verbs was like, hey, uh, my friend Caleb plays uh, acoustic guitar. And I was like, okay, cool, like let's do it. And so we linked up at, at um, SP's house, and I was like, I had sent you the song in an email or something, and I, here I'm thinking you're just going to come do some folky shit. And you come like, dude, I totally remixed the song. Yeah. I have this keyboard <laughs> I have this keyboard and my fucking bass, and I like did this, that, and the other. And I was like, whoa, that's super tight. And we like did this live version. It was like fucking 96 degrees outside. I'm sweating my balls off, and you're yeah. like, 
jamming on a keyboard and a bass, and it was crazy. But then the video never came out because the kid who recorded it is a fucking flake. Uh, yeah, that was unfortunate. Yeah, but it was it, cool though. It yeah. was cool. It was Life a cool. It was on. a cool way to meet you and just fucking. We just like vibed on a collaboration the first time, kind of accidentally, which was tight. But when did you kind of um, go from Prof Calc to like making the music that you're making now, which is instrumental weirdness um basically i don't know i just uh started hanging out with more people who were making music like that and it just seemed so cool and like foreign to me as opposed to like the fucking hassle and ordeal of like amps and band shit and bringing people together like the idea of just being able to make a whole song by myself just sounded way better at that point after dealing with band shit for three years i was like all right you know what yeah, because I've seen you in your yeah. process now. It's like all you got to carry is a, a MacBook and a pair of headphones and go to yeah. a coffee shop. Yeah, yeah, not even, you know. I'm off actually off the coffee shop wave. I'm trying to mix better, so I got my monitors. I'm oh, making shit. all the music at the crib, taking better care of the crib. Look at you. Do you have yeah. your, do you have your Maturity ba- wave. bass yeah. trapped off and stuff? Like, uh, Do you have uh, soundproofing? No, no, I piss off the neighbors. That's the next thing, dude. You got to get dude, the my neighbor traps. below me hates me beyond, like... Like more than like you can imagine, like yeah. fucking. She yells literally. Like I've I've only met her like one time when she was like bitching about the noise, yeah. and like like I'll just like pause a beat and she'll just yell, "Fuck you!" <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's too funny. Like, well, it's funny because I talk about it a lot on my Twitter. I have a fucking downstairs neighbor who doesn't make music, to my knowledge. He just plays techno music really fucking loud, mm. and it's like, dude, I love music as much as the next guy, but it's it's something else when like no. when they're playing something that you don't like at fucking unreasonable volume. Like what kind it, of techno? Maybe you need to put him on to some some like burial or like uh, I don't even know John Hopkins. I, I don't know my electric genres enough. All I know is that it's like some yeah, pretty straight. Up, pretty straight yeah. up you hear yeah, some very, like, pretty big vocal hooks yeah, on that it, yeah and it's just like <laughs> when it's forced upon you you want to fucking strangle somebody and you can't you can't help it it's a natural thing you don't want to fight him like with the loudness of your own music i don't i don't have a speaker system all dude. i have is a fucking iMac you know what i'm saying oh no, like, dude all right that's where you're fucking up you need to get some big ass fucking monitors for your crib dog so you I live in a fucking <laughs> i live in a fucking like 500 square foot studio apartment i just feel like i don't need that you no, know but if you got this techno neighbor that's like a, that's like an alibi dude yeah, to yeah. go ham and to like have people come over to your house and be like dude come over they're like dude it's uh it's 1 30 you're like no fucks given i can play really loud music in my spot yeah <laughs> that's funny i yeah. feel like the girl next to me would fucking shit a no, and then she'll attitude. retaliate by getting some new epic system and then all of a sudden you just have this like party complex man you never seen this girl she would not be getting a system uh yeah. any i live i have some strange neighbors anyhow so you start making beats and things are like seem like they're starting to crack for you pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, so yeah, starting to like you know get like booked for stuff. You know? Yeah, and yeah. I don't, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I'm just trying to honestly have fun and like make stuff and like I'm taking it seriously. What was the first program that you picked up? Uh, I mean, back in the day for like Prof Calc stuff, I would like record all that and like I made like some weird, really shitty beats with like GarageBand. But then I basically when I decided to like step my game up, Ableton. Is the definitive yeah. program. I feel do you like. ever use any live instrumentation now? Because since, yeah, since no, you I mean, do play bass and you do play drums yeah, and this yeah. and that, no, you incorporate uh, that? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll play bass and guitar and stuff. I'm just like not that tight at those instruments. So, yeah. like, you know, I like to like play something and then like fuck it up with like the. With right, the, with the right. Distorted and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And just like sort of turn it into some weird sound that sounds like more like a keyboard. Yeah. yeah. Over the years, like, you seem like you have an eclectic music taste. What were some of the things that after Ringo that you really got into that inspired you? I really like Terramellos a lot, but like not really any of their new stuff. I know that sounds lame, but like they put out this one album back in the day where all the songs were just called Melody, and it was like the first album they did. 
and uh, it's the sickest shit ever. I don't know. I really what kind of, I'm not familiar with the Terramellos. They're like, it's like, it's math rock, basically, oh, okay. but it's like pop punky math rock. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think when they take anything that's like a non accessible genre and add pop punk to it, it sounds awesome. <laughs> like, dude, there's this new band called fucking Deaf Heaven uh-huh. that's really sweet. I'm actually doing a remix for them right now. Or not like for them. I'm just going to like make it. It's a bootleg. Yeah, yeah. Doing a bootleg for them. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And unauthorized. On remix. their behalf. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, so uh, and they're like pop punk black metal and it's fucking awesome. It's like the perfect band. Nice. What about like when you were real young after Ringo? What did you get um, into? I just listened to like punk and shit. I don't know. Like the like right after like I got Beatles stuff. I remember like the first like two like non Beatles tapes I got. I got like Dookie and Smashing Pumpkins, Melancholy Sadness, which I never felt half as much as Dookie. Yeah. I don't know. Like. Dookie is an amazing record. Yeah. I still keep it I on got my, it on tape at the time. That's uh, like, I had it on tape, too. Yeah. I, I'm a little older than you. I got it in yeah. eighth grade. But, um, yeah, fucking, I still keep that on my iPod, to be honest. I, I, I'm, I'm down with Dookie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, God, they suck so much now, though, dude. Green yeah. Day, you suck. Just quit right now, dude. Be, <laughs> be stoked that fucking... That Dookie was cool and like some other stuff was cool. I'm saying, but like, God damn I, it! You know, at a certain Fuck. at a certain point, you really <laughs> at a certain point, you really have to admit that like music is kind of a young man's game. Most times, there are some people that have an opposite path where they get better as they get older, but they usually yeah. suck really bad when they're young. Yeah, I don't think there's any rules, but just recognize when you fucking when you suck. suck. Yeah, I do feel something like, else. Come so on, much, be creative, guys. So yeah. many artists put out their their first record is their best record and they're never able to match that again because you have your whole like youth to th- to make your first record yeah. then you only have a year to make your next one you know um, yeah true but anyways uh yeah i agreed green day sucks uh what like when did you get into like fuck, well i mean you're pretty based what did yeah. you when did you get into like little b and all that stuff um i don't know probably a couple years back i don't know just like that that kind of music is just really fun to listen to yeah like, i don't know i'm it's just like when I first started like listening to more like I don't know I don't know all that kind of shit like uh, I I don't know like a lot of people really didn't get it but I felt like it was just as fun as listening to pop punk or like fucking whatever you know yeah upbeat shit that I normally am like bumping who would be your dream collab right now uh probably like Juicy J oh yeah that would be tight yeah I feel like my beats like are really like heavily inspired by like I don't know his like production style and I stuff. Feel you. So Mike Will and stuff. Mike Will made it. Yeah, kind of. I don't know all that kind of shit. Yeah. Like Lex Luger, Mike Will. You sample some pretty interesting stuff. Like one of my favorite beats of yours. You sample Daniel Johnston. What's your digging process when you decide that you Dude, want to sample? Now something? I'm taking it to like a whole nother level. Yeah. I almost don't even want to talk about it because I don't want fools to bite it. But fuck it, I don't care. Like yeah. I mean, like just no, no. taking like hella little small shit from like YouTube. Oh yeah. You know and yeah. like. And I feel like if you take like like loads of stuff that was recorded with all sorts of different like microphones or whatever, like it, you end up like making like just like cool warm sounds that like you can't make as much without like that's cool. You know, just using regular samples. Like I think it's so boring to use a beat that's like one sample and they just like right. I don't know. Right. So you, you're searching for like dozens of different things that might be in the same. Yes, yeah, so you make like a fucking quilt yeah woven together yeah. with fine samples but like you know if you like figure out the key like i don't know uh, figure out the key that you're working with you know and then like fi- like find a youtube video of like someone singing some random shit in that key and then it'll just be like them like singing some pop song like in their room or whatever yeah and you take like a tiny little bit of that and like repitch it you know and then, yeah, like, yeah. then all of a sudden you're like hey we're making some cool shit right now that's like, tight i love using horns and shit too there's so many horns on youtube they're just like people like doing a scale yeah, you know, oh, yeah, and you yeah. can just take that and like take, a take piece the notes it. that work and fucking fuck them up, you know, whatever, yeah. like, stretch them. And That's whatever. perfect. Yeah, 
Yeah. Well, there you heard it first. If you want to be on that next shit, start yeah. sampling YouTube. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Straight up, dude. Because it's like no one's gonna be like, "Oh, dude, did you sample baritone horn D sharp scale?" The video. Yeah, it's like, like did it's you? Like, yeah. Wait, this video has 189 views. I'm gonna sue you for a million dollars. Yeah, right, dude. And it's like, and no one can even figure it out, dude. Yeah. I can't even figure it out. Like, yeah, that's the real shit, dude. Them, you know, like I, I used to, well, like, um, it, when, when Kyle and I made the when Verbs and I made the Buzzy P, like to like make it seem congruent you know like uh, or flow throughout it i started sampling like youtube stuff for like breaks between the thing and like like the thing where it's like this one is called the buzz like that's from a fucking um a sex toy review on youtube of a chick Whoa. of a chick talking about a vibrator called the buzz nice yeah, yeah. very next level yeah, yeah, and yeah i was yeah. like oh nobody will ever figure this out you know what i'm saying like no so. dude that's like that's like uh i think lp said once in some interview like if uh like he's not doing his job as a producer if you can figure out the sample. Right, right. That's exactly you right. know. Like you don't want to be paying like random fools in China for horns. Right, exactly. That's very that's very true. Um, so you got a day job? Uh, yeah. Where you work at? Uh, I work at a a spot, uh, like a dispensary. A dispensary. Yeah. You got any fun stories from working at a dispensary? You're like, I think you might be. You're either the, the I think you're the third person that I've had on the podcast that works at dispensaries. Popular musician job. Yeah, I, yeah, you know, because it's it's like the only chill job that exists. Yeah, like I, you know, I, I used to work at, at a, like a, a wine tasting spot for yeah. a really long time, and it was so but I hated it. Why? Because like I don't know, just was all, this the, up pe- in all the people who no, it was down here. In oh, LA. Okay. it was downtown. Like, yeah, all the people who are like really like young professionals stoked on gaining wine knowledge are not people I want to be like cutting it up with on the regular. Right. Did you have some uh, ingrained wine knowledge or what? No, none at all. But I've like inadvertently picked some up just from like fucking polishing glasses in like the back of these classrooms for like hella long. Like I like unfortunately do know some of this shit and it's only been like a detriment to my social experience. Like anytime I've like inadvertently busted out the wine knowledge, like fucking I instantly feel like a douche within at least like under 10 seconds. Like, you know, and it like ruins conversations and like, and afterwards I just feel like, why do you, I don't know. It's like, like, it's why? like what does it's that just come a bummer, up? Dude. Like, what, you know what? Like anything you say, like, dude, the other day my buddy said like something and he like totally butchered the name of this like Italian grape yeah. or whatever. And I like made this big, I like, I don't know why I fucking corrected him just cause I was just trying to be like antagonistic yeah. and like it spawned this big thing. And then, and then like, and he was totally wrong and I won the argument, but I just felt Felt like, like a yeah, I just felt like I'm the shittiest person who lives right now during this time. I feel like there are certain food habits and drink habits that like can just turn you into a douche. Like I think people that are super into tapas are kind of douchey. Like I feel like that's this weird foodie trend. Dude, like, here's the thing: you can go have tapas. You can enjoy anything. You know, like to the most, like you know, you enjoy the most elevated food stuff. But just don't fucking talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Just don't talk about and it. And don't be a snob about yeah, it. You know, like, you can be doing it and still having, like, a down-to-earth conversation, you know, over, like, an incredibly douchey meal. Yeah, totally. You know, but, like... It's like, hey, if you like wine, sure, you can tell me about it sometimes, but you better also be able to talk to me about Taco Bell. Yeah, or just just drink the shit, man. Yeah. It's just my same thing with weed, dude. Like, even at the weed shop, I hate the fools that, that, that want to talk about That's it That's what I was day. just going to ask, is, yeah. like, is there a parallel between, oh, like, yeah, working no, at a wine tasting the place? Same. And, they're the yeah. same. The customers suck pretty much equally. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you, like, do you have 40 characters coming in talking about, like, oh, well, so where the has this strain people. grown? And yeah. Like, da, 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 da. A lot of that, uh, you know, pretty much just everyone just annoys me. Maybe I'm just, like, not good with customer service, but, like... <laughs> Are you a, I've been oh, told that I'm not very good at my job. Are you a weed scientist or what? <laughs> no, I'm the opposite of weed scientist. Like people like ask me like technical questions and I just go, 
this is dope. <laughs> like, <laughs> this one's tight. Yeah, yeah. Just smoke it. Well, I mean, like, do you have a certain type that you're, like, fond of now that you I work mean, there? I mean, I like all sorts of shit. I always am, like, flip-flopping. But I'm like, oh, no, I don't Yeah, I, I like all yeah. sorts of shit. But uh, primarily OGs, I guess I've settled into. That's my, like... The funny thing is, when I was a kid and I used to smoke weed, like, it wasn't really quite a science yet. So it's like, we never knew where I was from if we were smoking indicas or sativas or whatever and then like by the time I got out of it and pretty much quit uh and the and the weed science has taken over since then I have smoked I have like knowingly smoked an indica and then knowingly smoked a sativa and like the sativa is the more head high right yeah and like uh yeah I'm like oh wow I wish I would have known that sativas were like my preference when I was a kid yeah no a lot of people just shouldn't smoke indica yeah (laughs) if you're gonna be like a casual smoker and not really smoke that much you could just take like one hit of like a mellow sativa or something yeah that's the thing is like when I was a kid I think we used to smoke a lot of indica because I would just be zonked the fuck out and like alright guys I'm gonna take a nap now yeah. or if you just like smoke weed that's like not super high quality it makes you sleepy you know? yeah 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 like for sure my friend Dougie is always fucking bitching about how weed makes him sleepy but he stays smoking the mids oh, Dougie yes. get the loud come on Doug is that Doug Doug yeah oh, Doug. yeah oh. Doug needs the loud dude shout out to Doug yeah <laughs> so uh you told me a funny story earlier about exhibit coming in can oh, we talk about oh, that oh yeah yeah one time exhibit <laughs> came into the the spot and just like like tried to act all cool or whatever and like like smoked a blunt with like way too much wax in it and yeah. just like he was like hurt and just chilled for way too long and like lingered. At just lingered. Spot. Yeah. Any other like weird celebrities come in there? Um, I'm trying. To, I can't think of anyone. I don't really want to put anyone. On yeah. The blast. Okay. For yeah. sure. For sure. Dude, what do you think about like uh, the smoking of wax? It's so reminiscent of smoking crack. It looks like. Yeah, dude. You know, straight up, I don't really co-sign the wax that much. You know, like I'll, I'll dab every now and then, but like pretty much, I don't know. I'm, I don't really support the dab fiend culture at all. Man, I just witnessed it for the first time this weekend at the, at a buddy's house. I'm I'm like, yo, what are are you? What are you doing? Are you about to smoke crack? Because it's like a yeah. fucking glass vial that you have to set a blowtorch to and shit. I'm like, it looks like freebasing or something. Yeah, I was like, holy dude, shit! No, no, it's. I mean, dude, that's what I do. I serve that shit to people. Like, really? I, yeah, I'm a bartender, and like, that's like, wow. I, yeah, that's you know. So I'm fully aware of the, the the issue. I think it's like, yeah, it's made like urban to a narcotic again. Yeah. I'm not down with that. Just roll up, kids. Yeah, just smoke one, <laughs> For dude. Real. Like, do you really feel like you got to be like, like I don't know, fucking Professor Chaos? Like in the lab, dude. Like making your like weed toke with a blowtorch and this like. What do you What do you think about like G pens and shit? You know that shit's cool. You know, I mean, just because it facilitates people like bringing weed to like crazy places. Yeah, yeah. And I'm down for that. (laughs) Like that. That's where that's where wax makes sense to me is when you're traveling. But you know, just to like you know bring like really quality herb to a place where there's nothing and you don't fucking know anyone. You know, and so you just have your little G pen. You keep it to yourself. Yeah. That's good. I agree. Like when when it's like that scientific, it's a little crazy. Yeah, that shit looks like heroin. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it looks like heroin. It, it smells so fucking ridiculously strong. And like, man, it's yeah. just weird. But you know, I've I've had like people can you know conceal it. Like girls, I've seen you know who are talk, I've talked to me about like traveling with it and been like, yeah, just throw it in my makeup, and mm. it looks like another thing of like you know foundation or blush or whatever. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. So like when did you um when did you realize you needed like management and stuff like that? Um you know I didn't. I don't know. I just sort of got linked up 
with uh, my management. Yeah, and like you and you know. and Alex share management, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't that? know. Yeah, we just cool? like got linked up to a mutual friend, and yeah, it's been really cool the whole time. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Cause like you're actually going the right route of uh, like a lot of beat makers I know they're just like oh yeah just make beats and send them to people and you but you got like publishing and stuff and like you got it yeah you got your like business in I mean order. honestly none of that shit was my idea yeah like but it's cool and it's a good idea and that's why I need management because all I want to do is smoke weed and make beats and like fucking yeah. and ride my bike dude and like you know live my life and stuff not like fucking and so you got somebody to handle that the the, the business crap for you which yeah like, kind of I don't know but you still need. you still got to be involved with it. yeah yeah for sure talk about some of the artists that you've worked with. Uh, uh, over the last couple of years because I feel like you've been grinding super heavy and people would be surprised by the people that you're involved with maybe um, I don't know I've uh, done some shit with Spit I made a, he, he and I made a beat for his album uh, you were a big part of the internet project weren't you uh, I mean I'm not going to say I'm a big part of yeah. it at all like I played bass on one of the songs on that album and like I don't know they, like Matt and Sid are the homies like me and Matt make music a lot yeah uh, we I have a beat on his uh, where we have a collab beat on uh, the bonus songs of the new Jet Age of Tomorrow album yeah I have a bunch of stuff. Like, dude, honestly, I'm really excited about the stuff that's about to come out on Speak's new record. Oh, you have a lot of stuff. I got three on there. Nice. And, you worked uh, with Kilo? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and stuff. Uh, I have two songs with Kilo Keys that are really dope that I'm, like, really stoked about. Yeah. Uh, I got something with Bago I'm about to put out. And then Sick. some other stuff that you will hear about soon. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, I feel like... I, I always say this uh, or like preface this uh, on the podcast, but like you've been brought up a bunch of times on this podcast by I think like by Spit, by Bago, by Speak, by Verbs, like so many of our of the people that I've had on this show uh, mention you as like a fucking good guy and, and, a, and a talented musician in the scene, which is why I wanted to have you on because I'm trying to like uh, I guess the whole goal of this podcast is like show like what's happening in Los Angeles and you're a part of it, man. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think that's really I'm, cool I'm that you get brought up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyhow, on that note, I appreciate you coming in, man. I look forward to hearing more of the music. Uh, Sleepy Bitches, was that you? Uh, yeah, but th that's done. We're, yeah. we're, the, the cycle for that is over. I, I know, know the cycle for that is New... over, but I listen to it and I oh, like yeah? it. Oh, yeah. yeah, I like that. I like that record. So if you guys are looking for something free to download, go check yeah, out Yeah, dude, don't just fuck with my SoundCloud. I have like newer shit on there right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay, so, well, yeah, that's the thing. The next part of this is like, where do people find you online? Yeah, go to SoundCloud backslash Prof Calc. P-R-O-F-C-A-L-C. And then uh, on Twitter, Prof Calc. Yeah, same shit. Facebook. Um, uh, you know, on my SoundCloud, you can get like I only have a personal Facebook. Okay, so on the yeah, SoundCloud, you can you can, you can be my everything. friend, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> whatever you know. Like, his, his real name is Caleb. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that's tight. So, what's next for you? What are you working on? Um, I am about to get in the lab uh, in like a week with uh, Kitty. Oh, nice. So she was another guest on this podcast. Yeah, really so, great gal. You'll yeah. have fun working with her. So yeah, hopefully that'll be cool. Yeah. And then um, I'm trying to think of what else I'm doing. I don't know. I, I can. I always like blank on shit, but I'm doing. I'm doing stuff that exists. Yeah. yeah. When you, uh, <laughs> well, I've talked to you about this uh, privately before. But when you go to the lab, what's the process like? Are you going to like a fancy studio? Nah, bro. Like I make all my shit in my crib. I know, like, but when you much. meet up with an artist, oh yeah. I mean, it just depends. I'm honestly just always trying to like. I can't really record vocals in my spot, like, yeah. You know, because I just don't even know like about that shit. Yeah, because I mean, that's the thing. When I see the pictures and video of like the making of the internet record, like you guys are all up in Warner and shit, right? Uh, yeah. Fancy I mean, studios. Those are great studios. Yeah, true. I mean, I haven't like done any like you know my own shit that's like on that level. Yet, yeah, you know? but, but I think I, I think this one coming up though might be in a cool studio. Well, get back to me in a week, uh, and maybe I'll have some cool yeah. shit. To 
to tell but you. But isn't it this. tight working in a studio like one? Oh, it is dude, you know what the tightest studio ever though is Blue Mike House of Rock. Where's that at? Dude, it's in Santa Monica and it's like this bizarre like promotional house yeah. that Blue Mike made yeah. to like showcase their microphones and like do events or whatever, but like they've been trying to sell it forever. And no one's buying it because it's like a $10 million house. It's like kind of ridiculous, Whoa. you know? That's how who'd you work there with? And uh, me, Spit, Cassius Green, and Mike G made a song there. Wow. Uh, like, How'd you guys get in there? Um, you know, like, uh, it, it was like arranged somehow. Like, I went and I, I met some pool, some fools at Blue Mike, you know, whatever. Yeah. And like, I don't know, they were, they were talking about the resource. And like, they have hella people coming through there because it's just sitting there, you know? Yeah. And uh, we just sort of like hit everyone up and like this magical studio session came down that's and, tight like, yeah not a lot of people have heard that song but it's pretty sweet yeah you fuck you for not inviting me buddy i maybe i did invite you no nah, maybe we have been supposed to work dude honestly i've been work. hitting you up bro know, it's on you the ball's I, in your court at this point super flaky, all right yeah, yeah. I've, I've been like working on this goddamn like detox style album that hasn't yeah. come out yet and it's like i keep going oh yeah i'm almost done i'm almost well, done just do another project before that I know, I know. Or just drop random shit, man. You know, I know. fuck it. Like, I know, yeah, yeah, I know. Just let's just make a song sometime. Yeah, man. I know. We do need to work together like, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyhow, on yeah, that yeah, note, yeah, yeah. We, I, can, I do plan beats, on working bro, yeah. with you. I do plan <laughs> yeah. on working most definitely. But yeah, dude, Caleb, thank you for coming oh, yeah, in. No this worries, is a very fucking entertaining conversation. You're a funny guy, and oh, it's thanks, always man. a pleasure seeing you around on the scene, man. Cool to talk to. Always got a smile on your face, and and that is much appreciated. And I know that other people feel the same way. Uh, that being said, go find this dude on SoundCloud, SoundCloud.com backslash Prof Calc, P R O F C A L C. Hey, thank you. Bang. And then, uh, yeah, my name is Lee. You guys might know me as Intuition. You can follow me and my man Ben Shim on uh, Twitter at That's Kind of Neat. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at It's Intuition. Follow Ben uh, on Twitter at I Am Database. Both of us have the same fucking Instagrams, and we're we're just on there slanging mad filters. Holler. We're coming live from Cosmic Zoo. Shoutouts to the uh, magnanimous Daddy Kevin. No can do for letting us use their space. And uh, thank you. This was kind of neat. Woo. <laughs>